Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Bellisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Bellisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Welcome to the Conversations podcast. My name is Maddie Pryor. I'm a 2013 Belisario College graduate. And today we have David Abruzzese. I am a 2017 uh, Belisario graduate um, with a degree in broadcast journalism. Yes. And uh, mine is in public relations. And uh, here we're going to talk to you today about a couple different things. We're going to get started first just about our experiences at Penn State and how they got us to where we are today. And then a little bit about some um, extracurricular activities that have that have sort of helped us in our job. So um, I'll go ahead and go first. So my current role is I'm a social media specialist at Princeton University. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's a really good time. My, you know, my daily job is helping to create content for Princeton on the main, you know, flagship channels: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. I have a really awesome team that's. Um, just grown and developed throughout this pandemic. Um, you know, we've, we've learned a lot about crisis communications as most institutions of higher learning have, as well as others. Um, but, you know, we, we get to create really cool content around some of the coolest students, faculty, and staff uh, on this planet. And before that, I was doing something very similar uh, in Old Maine at Penn State. Um, and that is where David and I um, sort of developed this friendship. You know, we knew each other a little bit beforehand from student activities, but uh, I think we both grew a lot there, um, working in Old Main and doing um, sort of same thing, <laughs> creating content for the flagship channels for Penn State, dear old state, and uh, really, really enjoyed it. So um, yeah, so I was, I was in ad PR, I was in a lot of student groups. Um, I learned so much from my uh, PR classes that I still carry to this day. Um, my crisis comms 101 class was probably my favorite class I took both in undergraduate and in my graduate studies, uh, Professor Steve Manuel, um, you know, he taught us just so much about um, having to respond in, in t- uh, both accurate uh, terms and in timely terms. And again, like I said, throughout this pandemic, that is a lesson I have, I have kept close to, the ch- close to the vest. And so um, learned a lot about social media as a student as well. You know, I did social media for a bunch of student groups for um, really for life of Penn State and for the student section men's basketball team, which is now known as Legion of Blue. During my time, it was called Nittany Nation (laughs) and um, also wrote for Onward State. And um, David can talk a little bit about that once once he gets into um, his piece. But, um, you know, so doing social media, um, you know, for student groups and actually in a couple of classes, too. Uh, helped me really grow and develop my skills in that area. Um, and that's, uh, you know, what led me through my, I, you know, had some odd jobs here and there, but my last, my, my current job, my, the job before that in Old Maine were obviously my favorites. Um, and, and I have Belisario College to thank for, for a lot of that. So David, tell me a little bit about, you know, how you got to where you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, likewise, I, have uh, plenty of thanks directed at the college, um, at the Belisario College. Uh, it really positioned me um, 
in so many ways. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a well-traveled uh, Penn state employee in my, in the grand scheme of things, it's a very short amount of time, which kind of blows my mind. It's like, I've only been out, I think like not even five years, but uh, yeah. So I, um, <laughs> That's you mentioned onward state. So yeah, I wrote, um, I wrote for onward state for all four years in varying oh, roles. I I was, uh, oh yeah. I was, a uh, I was, a uh, uh, one of the, a lifer. No longer, yeah, I was a lifer. <laughs> um, I started off as a staff writer. Um, I did not know what I was doing my first semester, and then something clicked where I just was trying to trying to do more. I ended up being the um, sports editor for a couple of years. Um, I was part of a managing editorial triumvirate for like <laughs> I think a semester. Um, that was interesting, but good experience. Um, but my the highlight of that was a. Uh, you know, I got to cover, um, cover Penn State football pretty, pretty intimately, um, and got very lucky with the 2016 season, which I still kind of attribute to like, you know, that was, that was incredible for a number of reasons, but like, it gave me crazy pressure cooker experience. So that was, that was really awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I actually, um, I did a certificate, um, with the, um, the John Curley Center, and uh, that kept me here for an extra semester, which is why I was class of 17. And <laughs> funny enough, that's why I think I stayed around because um, that, that fall I applied to jobs and then I got my job in Old Main, um, which really, really, you know, that was my first job out of college. So I learned so much, um, you know, I learned on the fly. I learned a lot from you. Um, okay, and I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, the hands-on stuff we were, we were able to do and the stuff that would pop up. I mean, it really, um, it was real world experience. And then, uh, yeah. I was there for about, it was like an eight month total stint. Um, and then I worked, I applied and got the job at athletics. So I was a social media specialist. Let me rewind there. I was a social media specialist in old name, social media specialist. Well, it, technical title was assistant director of social media um, for Penn State Athletics. And I did that for like just under three years. Um, it was like two months or two years in like 11 months. So I like to say <laughs> just under three years and round yeah, up. Yeah, that's easier. Um, that's easier to explain better. to folks. Yeah. Um, that job was that job. You know, if I learned a lot in Old Main, I multiply it by 100 um, with athletics just because I was, um, you know, it, it allowed me to be it allowed me to be like, you know, I, I wore so many hats over there and it, yeah, taught to, it taught me how to like in the best way possible, like thrive and survive with your hair on fire. And <laughs> it, it kind of taught me like one of the things I try to do um, in, in my job now at the alumni association, which I'll get to um, is just like, you know, be, be an asset to the, mm. to the, the organization in any way that I can so it really right. rooted in like going up to people and asking how can I help you and meaning that and then learning so much you know in whatever I would end up helping with so did social sure. media um picked up a camera that year really um and you know I know we'll talk about that but that changed my career trajectory I think you know like tenfold um got to work mm -hmm. really closely with the basketball program um just learned a lot about you know not only social media or college athletics or even, you know, working for a university, but just like marketing and communications mm. in general, just because I was doing 
so many different things, um, which, so after my tenure there, I am now a marketing generalist for the Penn State Alumni Association. And I know this is going to be audio only, but- (laughs) Got a rep. Got a rep. Um, Shout out to Paul Clifford for just being great. And also for- (laughs) uh, He is the best. Um, Yeah, but no, I, I, you know, my my, uh, college experience was really great. It was really unprecedented and unplanned. I always joke, that I kind of fell butt backwards into a lot of things. And that sounds kind of <laughs> degrading, but it's, I don't mean it that way for myself, but sure. it's just like, that's how life kind of happens. And so I'm less of a, you know, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And it's mm. more of just like, where do I see, how do I ride this wave? Um, and, uh, but really, you know, the, the, the um, Belisario prepared me in so many ways. I got to say my favorite class was uh, I forget the number. It was com. I, it was, I think I, don't, I may be wrong here. I think it's com four eighty <laughs> something. I'm not even going to try to guess it. I would get it wrong. Um, but it was advanced multimedia with Will Yerman, mm. and I learned what the rule of thirds was and how to use Adobe. <laughs> Very helpful. And that kicked the door open for me for um, you know utilizing Adobe Adobe software and just get you know really just getting my hands dirty with that and. Um, and I got to say, a, a wonderful benefit that we have is, you know, at Penn State, that is available to every student. Um, every single piece of software that Adobe has under their umbrella, Penn Staters can use. Right. Awesome yeah. If you're not affiliated with the Penn State and you have to pay for that, it costs a lot of money. That it does. That. Yeah, for sure. I want to do that. So that was a good benefit. Um, invaluable knowledge that I honestly didn't, you know, I was happy that I got it when I did it. And I had no idea how I would apply it. And as a 26-year-old in the year of 2022, I am very thankful for that knowledge because it, it really kick-started um, you know, these different avenues that I wound up going down career-wise. That's great. Um, I have to say, in addition to my crisis comms class, my other favorite class was Com 110 with Professor Olavsky. So my first semester, I was actually a Kinesi major. Uh, I wanted to do physical therapy specifically for like, I don't know, professional athletes. Um, and chem, uh, is, chemistry is not, uh, for me. Same. So after a couple of weeks, I, I tried my best and it just wasn't going to work out. And that was just regular chem, let alone like orgo, et cetera. So I decided to change my major and I, I, you know, I ended up in ad PR and com 110 was one of the first com classes I took period and so what professor Olavsky would do this was spring 2010 he would put up a twitter uh, feed on the projector screen and we had you know a specific hashtag and whatever we were talking about that day you could tweet during class with the hashtag and you know all the hashtags would would aggregate and I just thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen and I credit that class with my love for social media. Cause I just thought it was so fascinating. I was like, we can tweet in class. <laughs> We're encouraged <laughs> to, you know, it was really cool. And then professor Olavsky ended up doing, um, a study on it. Uh, there was a handful of us picked out of the 300 who got to just talk about our experience and, and how interesting it was. So I'm glad you mentioned your favorite class. Uh, the other thing, you know, we really want to talk about besides, you know, um, Penn state, just, just helping us get to where we are today. Cause it's, best place in the world um, is something we both picked up sort of later than most, I would think, 
Um, and that is photography. So I, I mean, I personally, even since I was in like eighth grade, always have had a camera near me. Um, you know, in eighth grade, it was, you know, uh, one time you throw away cameras, get your, you know, your pictures at Walgreens and then it developed into those, um, handheld digital cameras. Now it's on our phones, obviously. And I use cameras all the time at work, but, um, you know, I never took any, any professional classes on it or anything like that. Um, but I cannot remember who told me, but someone told me about, uh, at Penn state told me about media tech. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about this um, before we started recording, but it was such a lifesaver. And it, I, I, I honestly credit MediaTek was like helping me um, develop and as a pun, and 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 it really helped me grow as a photographer um, because MediaTek. So it's it's behind Shields, right? Yeah, it's by the. Um, if for all those listening, if you know where the field hockey complex is like behind and it's yeah there's a parking lot and it's in the building like you said the shields building that's where wagner um, complex complex, Wagner. the rotc branches are also housed there and there's a really cool bell out front right so basically you can go to media tech and say can i have a camera um you know usually it's for a class or um you know a project or something like that and you could rent out um, professional grade cameras, laptops, um, it's basically any sort of like technological equipment. You know, you could do GoPros there and all that kind of stuff. And fish so, eye lenses. I and I can't oh. I can't like emphasize enough how much cool stuff there is. Like if you think <laughs> you're gonna have a really limited selection of just like these short lens, I mean, you know, watch an NFL game and some of the big giant lenses that the photographers have on the sidelines maybe not like some of the there's some giant ones um but (laughs) get some really big lenses yeah it gets you close enough and I would say I've never done a a full calculation of my uh my go-to order if you will but Mm. it's it's like thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of equipment that is offered to students and faculty slash staff alike yeah. And so, you know, while I was a student, I, I would rent out cameras and kind of just go around campus and practice. You know, I would bring it, even though I was sitting in the student section, I would bring it to football games and just take pictures from up there. Um, you know, I, I would bring it to, I, again, just like I had the first, you know, the, you know, pre- previously, yeah. I always had a camera with me and I, I, I would preach media tech wherever I went, um, mm-hmm. you know, because it was such a helpful resource. It helped me out with with class projects that helped me out with student organizations. Um, and so I'm so grateful to it because it helped me, you know, hone these skills. Like as soon as I graduated, um, you know, I was, I, well, not as soon as, but soon after I graduated, I started taking pictures for a basketball blog called city of basketball love. And so a, I got to watch the sport I loved and B, I got to take pictures of it professionally. Yeah. Like I was getting paid to do this. Right. Yeah. And so uh, and nowadays as a social media specialist, photography is like 75% of what we do. Um, and so it's, you know, I'm, again, I'm super grateful. Again, I always have my camera with me no matter where I am and, and it's just super helpful. You, I like that you mentioned, um, and I'll get into my, like, I have a really interesting backstory with photography, but I like that you mentioned mm-hmm. how, um, important it is and what you do for social media. And I, fe- I felt yeah. the same way. And so I'll like, 
I'll start in the middle and then I'll go to the back to the beginning. <laughs> but like when I was with athletics that like I had opportunities to do things at old main, um, in my role, but I, the only, I never really did much photo wise there. I, it was, you know, I dabbled in a little video. Um, but photography for me became super important when I was with athletics because so I would feel this like crazy imposter syndrome because mm. I'd be looking out into the hashtag SM sports. That's a hashtag for social media right. sports. You know, I'd, I'd check that out and all these people who I knew were in the same role as I was, you know, they're creating these wild graphics, right. Mm. You know, ground up stuff from Photoshop. And I, um, I'm good at, I'm good at operating in, a, in templates in Photoshop. And I, I learned sure. a lot with athletics and, you know, and doing that because I had to, and that was super important, but, you know, I'm never someone to shut myself out of things, but like, I was kind of like, I, I'm just not artistic like that, where I'm creating mm. wild creations from the ground up on a, you know, blank canvas. And sure. I, and really photography for me, I was like, I got to do something here. <laughs> and how it kind of evolved was because I got tired of asking people for things and realized that I think I let me just try to do it. And then, mm. you know, the beauty of photography, all this stuff, you know, in the social media world, like everything's constantly changing. And, and you know, even in if you look at like the art world, like NFTs and all this stuff, that's that's yeah. really becoming huge. But like if you think about photography, I mean, ultimately the mediums may change, but a photo is a photo and a good photo mm. is going to tell a story in so many ways that like so many things can't. And even from like, so engagement for us, you know, and I'm as, as it is, I know for you, that's a big, now that's a general, you know, that's, that's many metrics, but generally, I mean, we even found like a, a dynamite photo is going to outperform mm -hmm some right. of the craziest graphics you could ever see. So I say that, you know, I learned all that with, you know, having to feeling compelled to, to pick up the camera and just try things. Cause I, I didn't want to ask people for things cause I knew I could just try to do it and kind of create a different, um, you know, a different, uh, just way of operating in, in the role that hadn't happened before. So I will say this though. So we're, you were doing a lot of that in school. I wasn't, I did not, um, I did not do anything with photography at any point in my life until that's fascinating because you are I very know. talented. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. And so are you, yeah. um, you know, I, okay. So here's the beginning part. So I'm for all those out there, I am from Rochester, New York. Um, ho hopefully you know where that is for many, <laughs> many reasons, like the garbage plate or what, whatnot. But if uh, the word Kodak sounds familiar, that is mm. Kodak, that it's like, you know, the, the genesis of photography as we know it began in Rochester. If you ever are watching- Oh, I didn't know that. There's a fun fact, actually. So Kodak has a very complicated history with Rochester because it was one of the, arguably one of the biggest companies, you know, in, in the country, if not the world at its, at its peak. Um, but they, they were big, you know, they were pioneers of film, right? And uh, their undoing kind of came when they thought film was going to always be the dominant medium or dominant mm. format, I guess. And Fujifilm said, yeah, no, we're going <laughs> to go into digital and just really like, you know, that 
blow it that up. That was the beginning of the end. Yeah, not nah, not the end end, but like they're sure. not the same company they are, but the impact was the same. Um, and a quick fun fact before I continue: uh, if you're watching a movie in the movie theater or at home on your Blu-ray, whatever, wait till the end of the credits, and like nine times out of ten, the movie was shot on Kodak film. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like the movie huh. industry still is is huge in utilizing film and most of it's kodak another one other quick fun fact is christopher <laughs> nolan. so many fun facts for, for the I folks am full of them maddie uh christopher <laughs> nolan yes. my favorite director he like only shoots on kodak film so <laughs> it's like if someone tells me they like the bills like you're my best friend now so um <laughs> but yeah we, we love that but uh so yeah anyway i <clears throat> so never really did anything with photography my mom and, or my parents had like, they bought a, a DSLR camera in like, I don't know, like 2010. And mm -hmm. they used it occasionally. I never did anything with it. When the only time I used a camera in college was my, God, it was like my second week on Onward State. And we needed somebody to, to cover Greek sing in, oh, geez. in the an, an indoor show. I'm sure that was really yeah. fun to shoot. Oh, it was. <laughs> It was nuts because I had, I had no idea what I was doing. And yeah. I will still say that like, I'm always learning and I'm a hands-on guy, sure. but like, I, I had no knowledge. I knew, I knew nothing. And, and my managing editor at the time, Kevin Horn, like right before the event started, like I was, I had to just get a, you know, some photos from the event and I'm shooting on right. like most automatic of settings. I have no oh, yeah. anything. <laughs> and he's like, please don't tell me you're doing point and shoot. Right. And I'm like, dude, I don't even oh. know what that is. Like, what are you talking right. What about? is that? What is that referring to? So I'm shooting at something so, for sure. Yeah. Everything was so blurry. And I was just like, I got like <laughs> two passable photos and it was Boy, like, babe. okay. And so what I found as I was going through, you know, climbing the ranks at Onward State and starting to call mm -hmm. more shots, I would be annoyed when I had when I had an idea, but I had to go through like a bunch of people to get it. And then they had to mm. do the work for me. Like I, I it was just it was tougher because like you have a vision in your head, right? But it's sure it's not gonna be the exact same as you know, if if someone else does it for you. But that was just kind of how we had to do it. So I would always yeah. be, you know, like, hey, this would be a good idea. Let's try to get this and you know, as photos would come in, if it was sports, if it was whatever, you know, I'd always be like thinking, oh, maybe this could be cool. Oh, I don't know. But, you know, they'd always be ideas. And uh, mm -hmm. when I applied to my, to Old Main, I, you know, I was looking at my resume and I just, I had a bunch of great social media ex like experience. Mm -hmm. And I had, a, it was like screenshots of tweets and posts yes. that I had made, basically and articles and all yeah. that. But I was like, it needs something. My resume needs something more. So I was mm -hmm. like, Ah, photography. So I went to MediaTek, rented a camera. This is like, this is fall of 2017. Mm -hmm. um, and I it actually was, it was in October because it was like spooky season. And I <laughs> took the camera up to the Arboretum and just took a bunch of random pictures of pumpkins. And they were like Sounds. decent enough. I will say, on, oh, we're talking about photography. I hadn't started editing photos yeah i didn't even know how to yeah. i didn't know what lightroom was like i had no idea right. how to use <laughs> so i'm just like unedited photos of pumpkins okay whatever put it on my resume helped i guess worked I out know. yeah it was fun and, and good and and, and again I had the effort a, right yeah you know it, it was it was worth the trips up and it was good but um again during my time in old maine i still wasn't really using a camera yep. um 
but I was falling back. We had two photo, we had three photographers on staff. So (laughs) which I see them all the time. And there you go. They're good people. Special shout out to Pat Mansell. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so I, I fell back on my, uh, my Adobe premiere knowledge, um, Mm. and doing a lot with video. And then when I, when I get, yeah, again, so now we're, when I was, um, with athletics, yeah, I, I kind of was like, well, if I'm not going to put my eggs into the basket of, you know, creating fancy graphics on Photoshop, let mm. me at least, you know, understand the basics of Photoshop and you dabble, know, yeah, dabble <laughs> in, in templates and all that stuff. And glad I did that. But then I was like, well, let's try photography. Let's see what mm-hmm. happens. And that changed my life because I, started to do you know you just anything you do reps repetitions are so important like just just constantly putting yourself in uncomfortable positions because that's where stuff so for me it was like I again I was looking for ways to provide value to the athletic department right you know I I saw that okay well Mark Selders who is a phenomenal phenomenal incredible he's one of the best and he an amazing resource for myself and anyone who mm-hmm. asks him anything, you know, he, he's the man, yeah. but he, he's got the game coverage. I mean, he's got that all covered, right. You know, on lock, no on lock, there's no need. We weren't, we didn't have practice photography and I was thinking, all right, well, if, if a couple of these teams would just let me into their, into their doors. Right. And just, yeah. you know, let me hang out and I'll capture, you know, the grind right sure and I started doing that with basketball with men's basketball mm. and uh you know I'm always um I was always thankful to to PJ Mullen and uh and coach Chambers when he was there um for for PJ you know put me in front of the team and and they for let sure. me in. They embraced me with open arms and you know that got me working closely with student athletes in a way I never had um but it it Great. It, it became something that all, a bunch of other sports and a bunch of other, um, you know, entities around the organization, they wanted that. So, okay. So mm. you found some value. You made yourself an asset. Yeah, exactly. And then from there, I don't know what it was. It just became more a bigger and bigger part of my job. And then I, everything changed for me when it was October of 2020 now. So, um, mm-hmm. Mid pandemic. Oh yeah. Right in the thick of it. <laughs> I, so we were all working from home at this point. Um, and I had right. some time. And so I, I went up, I hiked up Mount Nittany with, um, uh, so I like to shoot on a Nikon D810. Um, and right. I, we, uh, that day I had a, it's a Tamron 200 to 500. I don't know the metric. I, I don't know. I, I don't I'll be, be honest. Wrong. As much photography as I do, I know nothing yeah. about. I don't either. Any of. I blame. Great? I blame my. Uh, I blame the United States for not teaching me the metric teaching system and being able to <laughs> know this. But regardless, so I hiked up and I had a a long lens and I I was gonna I I okay so if anyone listening has, hopefully you all have if you've hiked up um, Mount Nittany you go to the Mike Lynch mm-hmm. Overlook. And you have an unbelievable right. view of campus, of town, but namely Beaver Stadium. Right. And I went up, it was like four o'clock, maybe. I don't, I don't even really remember. But I had good, it was like, again, it was fall. 
and the lighting was really nice. And I right. took a bunch of shots of the stadium. And, and at that point, I'd, I'd really, really gotten into Lightroom and how to use mm. it. And, you know, just play. And all of that came by just playing with features and functions and seeing what levers do what. And I took the shot of beaver stadium from the mike lynch overlook and i and i looked on my viewfinder and i was like okay this is cool like yeah the stadium's in the middle special of but yeah it's whatever okay and yeah. it, was, it was hot so it was a little little hazy <laughs> when i edited that thing and i did so and I, i'll another shout out is to uh his name is nick plush he was um penn state football's um head graphic designer and he taught me a lot about lightroom when i was there we worked together very closely and uh they had some like preset or they had some things that they did mm-hmm. that I kind of like, and I I'd say a message to anybody listening is like, don't ever, all right, this is kind of tough to describe, but like, <clears throat> you don't want to <laughs> steal ideas. Right. But it's okay right. to borrow and make it your own. That, that yes. exists. A thousand percent. That is social media. <laughs> social media. Everything that is, is how things trend. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, it's copycats, but it's your own stamp. So I, I did that. I, I kind of took, you know, the genesis of, of some of the things they did because I knew mm-hmm. it worked. And then I was yeah. like, how do I make it my own? And, and I was able to do that. I edited that thing and I finished it and my jaw hit the floor. Cause I, I was it's like, incredible. What? It's an incredible picture. I, I, exactly I appreciate that. And I've said it too. If that, if that's the greatest thing I ever do, then I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, <laughs> but we're always striving for more, but sure. yeah, so that, that, that shot, I knew I could handle a camera before that and I knew yeah. I could you know on a moment's notice go shoot a practice okay whatever you know mm-hmm. get it done and I still have more to learn now but like sure. that one showed me that one gave me the most confidence I think I've ever mm-hmm. got because I was like okay I can do this and that's great I only wanted to 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 apply it more um wherever I could and I I find myself doing that a lot with the alumni association now um but yeah so like the message of that long story <laughs> is really just like, well, I appreciate that. But it was really like, you know, just, just do things. If you do things mm. and you try these things, you're going to fail a lot. You're going to screw For things sure. up. Like I, my graveyard of photos. I mean, there's so many <laughs> of all the good ones. There's a bunch that it's like, well, that didn't really work out. Don't see the light of day. Yeah. No. And, but just doing it and just trying and, and finding ways to apply it and, and it, and it, you know, again, it started with that photo, but then it, you know, then it led me to think, cause I had a bunch of people ask me, you know, did you use a drone for that? And I was like, no, I <laughs> hiked funny. up Mount Nittany and, and that showed me angles are everything. If you can oh, yeah. find a cool angle or something. So that's why, you know, if like, I don't know, wherever people may see me with the camera, like I'll, I'll be laying down, <laughs> sitting. Right. Down. Yeah. Standing <laughs> on a chair. <laughs> But yeah, but you do it to get, to get angles. And and so, yeah. And all that to say, it's just really funny that like, if you told me even like after, you know, an old Maine, I would have never thought in a million years that this is something that would be an important asset to what I do, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Um, And I'm thankful for, again, for the university for, you know, like you said, I mean, just, just providing Mm -hmm. those resources. Like I don't have to I don't, I don't have to pull $8,000 or whatever. Right. You know, it's right. great to have my own stuff, but honestly, just to be able to test things out and to, to figure out how to use them, you know, it, 
for sure. The, the, the Penn State, I can't thank them enough for that. But yeah, so it's it's been fun and I'm excited to keep learning. But um, yeah, it, I love photography. I'm a photo guy now. Good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I, I still, you know, um, we'll wrap things up here in a minute, but, good, yeah. you know, I think it's a couple of things are important that, that I want to pull out that you talked about. You know, the, the biggest thing is um, making yourself an asset mm-hmm. and something, you know, if I'm ever talking to a class or talking to students for any reason, you know, the one thing I, I say is, is around those lines is sort of like learn new skills that don't necessarily fall into your purview. Um, so something that I, this sounds like a wild sentence, but something I, I find to be good at is not talking clearly. <laughs> something I find myself <laughs> to be good at is uh, live tweeting things. Yeah. So um, one of my very first days at Princeton, so I started on a Tuesday. This was the next Monday. It was class day, which is a version of commencement where um the student government speaks and they have a, a, a couple class heralds. So they tell like jokes and stuff. And then you have like a, a speaker. So speakers in the past have been uh, Steve Carell, Ellie Kemper. Um, I think they've had a president or two. So my first class day, it was Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker mm-hmm. and fellow Jersey guy. And so it was kind of like my first real test of what I could kind of show off. And I was like, just so you guys know, I'm about to like go ham on Twitter. And I think the folks were expecting like four tweets throughout the ceremony. (laughs) And I think I had four tweets like per person, you know, and then, you know, Senator Booker had, had like just this wonderful, probably 15, 20 minute speech. And, you know, he's very quotable, right? So able to pull out quotes while I'm taking pictures, uploading pictures from my camera to my phone and tweeting stuff, you know? Um, pressure cooker too. I mean, that's like, yes. you know, that that's you're, you're falling back on just, you're able to drop yourself into an uncomfortable situation and, mm. and, read and react. You can't. And, and I know like we've talked about this, but you can't plan, you can plan and, and right. planning you good, can't, you can also nothing, not plan. <laughs> yeah, nothing, well, nothing's ever going to go exactly according to plan in, right. you know, in social or when you're, when you're taking a picture, you know, right. same thing applies. So I think, you know, the ability to just, drop yourself in there and, and thrive, you know, that says a lot. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, so, you know, that's just like one, that's, that's just one example of, of me, like, you know, taking these skills that aren't necessary for the job. Like not every job requires you to be live tweeting stuff that doesn't happen a lot anymore. Twitter is obviously not nearly as popular as it used to be, but it's something that we put into our strategy now uh, on, on big event days. So, um, so that's one thing, you know, making yourself an asset. Um, and the other thing too, is really just, um, like, um, going out of your way to, to, to make yourself available. I think that's super helpful, especially on, you know, on any sort of communications team period, you know, saying, how can I help? And then actually doing the task, (laughs) um, you know, it's, it's super important. It, it provides camaraderie. It provides obviously extra assistance and extra like literal manpower. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's just another way of making yourself an asset and, it's and not making hard yourself either. stand out. I don't, I don't right. feel bad saying that. Like, it's not hard to do mm-hmm. that. And I would say during my time with athletics, yeah, there were like, because of the demands of the job, there were totally moments where, okay, I was stretching myself a little thin, but sure. I learned more about myself and my capacity than mm-hmm. I ever could have learned, um, in anything. Cause it showed me like, 
you can you you can do it and and i think too something i would i would add on to that to 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 making yourself an asset is in a lot of places now let me i'll preface this like i don't know how to do everything you don't know how to do everything <laughs> nobody knows no how to do does. everything so right. like you know pick your opportunities wisely but also don't sure. feel confined into your role into your job mm. the thing that you know the thing that kills me is when you're in a you're in an, an environment where you know a lot of you know there's just a lot of operating within um you know one singular silo silo and, yeah yeah and i think there's there's a lot of value in trying to in doing this and in, in, in trying to check out the other silos and helping in, in places mm. that aren't necessarily your prescribed role and and obviously doing this in a in an efficient way that's not taking away from your like your top priority right needs or anything like that but you know just 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 when you do that you make yourself so much more valuable but you learn mm -hmm. how to do stuff I could sit and read 20 books about, well, no, I couldn't. I would, that's, just, that's too much. That's too much. Let's do like a stretch. Three. Let's do three. But like I could yeah. sit and read like three books on a subject and that'd be cool and helpful. But like, I'll forget 75 to 90% of whatever when your, your, your seat yeah. is warm and you got to perform, right? Mm. But it sticks when you do exactly what you were just talking about and things that I've done, you know, plenty in my career you just enter a situation and you say, I got to get this done and I got to learn and I got to learn on the fly. Stuff's right. going to stick. Stuff is going to stick. Mm -hmm. And you're going to, you're going to by by trying to help, you know, trying to, I guess, branch roles or, you know, expanding yeah. your horizon in whatever workplace you're in, you're going to learn stuff and you're going to, you're going to be so much more valuable than if you just For stay sure in your one lane. And I think yeah. like, right. Like I said, I will say there's a way to do that. Like I'm not going to every single department, you know, saying, let me figure <laughs> right. it out. That's not, no, that's no, not don't do that. <laughs> no one needs that. But if you see an opportunity based on what, you know, you can do, but you know, maybe there's something, well, I'm interested in this and maybe I could learn by helping and doing, and maybe that person yeah. has a lot of this work, whatever it is on their plate. And I can help, you know, take some of it off, some of it off of their plate. Right. That's going to look good on you. And it's going to, it's going to teach you things that you can't learn anywhere else. So I think just if there were just more people seeking those opportunities out, mm. I think, like you said, camaraderie is, you know, exponentially affected by that. But I think just you become a, a better organization because yeah. you know, people aren't afraid to help each other and, and, and you're both going to learn more by doing that. And I just, you know, again, I only know that because I felt compelled to, to try to do it or, you know, out of necessity of wherever I've for been, sure. but I'm thankful for those things because, you know, I wouldn't have learned it anywhere else. And I think again, to say, that's where I, I thank, um, you know, Belisario and Penn state in general, cause they, you know, they laid the foundation for me to then sure. go out and put myself into those positions and, you know, see some success there. And, I'm that's why it excites me about the future is because like I said, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. No idea. I, right. I think I'm excited because of this foundation that I've been able to, to lay. And, you know, I'd say the same for you. Right. Yeah. And, and the last thing I will say, I think, um, going back to our, our, 
points on photography is just to mm-hmm. practice all of the time. Yes. Um, you know, like I said, I, I've always had a camera by me and sometimes it's, sometimes the photo you get is a happy accident. Um, <laughs> sometimes well, we're not. <laughs> oh, you did. Some of you are like, oh, you must have planned every detail of that. I'm like, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially particularly when it comes to athletics, there's no planning any of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I would say one thing I learned a lot, um, when I worked in old Maine, um, was, was about angles. And by, by that, I sort of mean, you know, try and do something with other people that other people aren't. So when I would shoot Penn state basketball games, obviously you'd focus on the action, right. But every once in a while, you got to take a look at that bench and see what, what those people are doing, losing their minds and doing like the funny, you know, bench mob stuff. Right. Um, or, you know, like you said, laying down to take a picture or standing up on top of something. Right. So, um, you know, I think that's really important, but, but like the sheer like volume of photos and the practice that you do, I think is so important. Um, because you're never going to stop learning. Um, you know, photography specifically social media photography, you know, you never know what the next big thing is going to be in social. Right. So, right. Um, and, and photography applies the same. So that is, that is the one last thing I, I would like to say is that, you know, just keep, keep practicing. It's, you're only yeah. going to get better. I, I love that. And I, if I could add to, there's two, two quick ones for me. Um, the first is, it's just like when people say there's no stupid questions. Well, there's no stupid photos. I mean, if you, mm, if you I love that. Yeah. Cause if you look <laughs> at something, my whole Genesis was, I love to hike Mount Nittany, right? So let's go back mm-hmm. to that photo. Um, I always remember looking out just, yeah, you look out at that view and it's amazing and this and that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, and this applies to so many other things, but like, if you, if you think, a, if you think something looks cool in your head, try to take a picture of it, try to recreate mm-hmm. that image in your head. Cause like, I don't know, nine times out of 10, if you think it's super cool and you honestly believe that, and then you can, you know, do the work and recreate that people will think it's cool, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think, um, you know, I, I think just like, yeah, just, just tr- like you said, repetition, trying, um, and, uh, Steve's gonna have to edit this one. I'm trying to remember. The other <laughs> He's gonna have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> uh, um, you can, I'll, I'll give him like a good pad to cut back in. I'm gonna, there you I'm go. to, it was, uh, let's do that. And, um, angles angles it was uh, oh oh i remember it so the other one is um you know if don't be intimidated if you can't like walk into an environment and know exactly what the the setting should be right like i shoot on i shoot i force oh no you know the really helpful part of learning for me was like i forced myself to learn how to shoot on manual um, just mm, to mm-hmm. understand, you know, all the ins and outs, but I, especially starting out, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, oh, yeah. but and right. I'll, and again, I, I shouted out Pat Mansell before, but he gave me some of the best advice I ever got when I was in. Old oh, Maine. me too. I think, you know, where I'm going with this one. He, <laughs> he once said, he, you know, I asked him, I was like, Pat, how do you walk into, into an environment? and and know exactly what to do like i'm struggling with that and i and i feel like i'm missing out on things and i feel like you know i'm <laughs> feel inferior because i can't yeah <laughs> he goes like i can't either 
I was like, what? <laughs> you just like what breathe a sigh of relief. Literally, yeah. Hearing that inspired me so much because, yeah, he said, you know, like it's okay to walk into like, you know, like you see it on this video, like my basement, right? All right, well, <laughs> uh, let's try this. Oh, that didn't work. Well, let's try this. Oh, that worked. You know, like mm-hmm. it's okay to like to read and react and adjust because now that was that was starting out and I had no frame of reference. Well, now I still can't you know, to the nth degree, tell you and it's not, it's not perfect, but you know what, on a sunny day or something like that, or if I'm inside the Bryce Jordan center, I now know like, okay, I'm going to go to this ISO ballpark. I'm going to go to this aperture ballpark, this, you know, right. I can ballpark it now. And that only came from, you know, doing, but also not being, not feeling inferior because I couldn't do it from the start just because you can't do right. it from the start doesn't mean you and again that's the that's the point of practicing because you're going to learn all these things and again things are going to stick like I write everything down but some of that stuff that I need to know it sticks because I've well it, most of it you know whoosh, right over my head but some of that <laughs> stuff is because I put myself in the uncomfortable position and did it mm-hmm. numerous times and I'm like okay now I can you know, but I still, now it's just a quicker adjustment. You know, it's not like sure. we're not tools. spinning the, the back wheel. Right. <laughs> just you know, guessing. Exactly. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think just because, like I said, there's so much, you know, people like uh, photographers and people who come from a place of, I think, humble, humble beginnings mm. or, you know, a, a, a place of humbleness. You know, I think that's just a, it's, it's, it's good for people who are just learning because, you know, I, I, I felt that intimidation and I, I still yeah. sometimes do, but like, for sure. It's Me nice too. to know. And that's what I'm, you know, I hope that we could provide to anyone listening to this is like, mm-hmm. it's okay, man. Just, just, just for get sure. your door and try it and do it. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's a great note to wrap on. I love there are no stupid photos. That's going to be my new favorite saying. Yes. Um, no, it's awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time, David. It was really good to see you um, virtually. And um, yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Penn State Conversations. For more information about the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit belisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Belisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.